What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Docu Scouts. I'm Nick Lages, and here is Isaiah Fox in Hawaii. Aloha, Aloha Nick. How's it going, brother? <laughs> it's going well. I wish I was in Hawaii, but yeah, we're doing all right. So we we don't have much basketball going on in our life right now. So we watched two good ones last night: The Legend of Cocaine Island and Operation Odessa. They are two different stories. They both have to do with drugs and they are both absolutely absurd stories. I think that's like the underlying thing. It's just like, what is going on? And uh, both on Netflix, both well done. Um, we'll start with The Legend of Cocaine Island. So The Legend of Cocaine Island it, on Rotten Tomatoes got 78%. I thought it was just, it was just like always funny throughout. Um, outrageous, outrageous characters good interviews. Um, what do you think of this Fox? Well, first of all, thank you for, uh, for recommending this, this doc. These were great documentaries to watch while on the Island. Um, they're really fun by far the most fun documentaries that we've covered. I feel like it's, uh, the subject matter is, is drugs obviously, but it's still both, both of these docs were really, really fun. The characters in them are all crazy. Uh, the story is amazing. And I enjoy both of them. Um, I don't have any major thing to point out except except for just how crazy all the cast of characters are. I mean, from the the Cuban to Carlos the Kingpin to the guys with the no shoes who buried the drug money to you know the big fat guy uh, who went down there from to to find the stuff with his family. Every character in this documentary. They're just freaking nuts. Yeah, just Rodney just hanging out, trying to... So Rodney is the main character. He heard of this cocaine that's buried in an island in Puerto Rico. It's just kind of a... It's something his neighborhood talked about. They'd all like have a bonfire every Friday, drink, talk about the legend of the cocaine island. And then eventually he gets in some financial troubles. He tries to go get the cocaine. And Rodney's just like a typical dude with a big gut. He drinks a lot of beer. He's just like not his business to be. And he starts talking with like drug dealers to get the cocaine from Puerto Rico back and sell it. And there's a sting operation. He gets arrested. Um, one thing I thought of about both with both of these is how do they find these stories? I mean, it's just like absolutely absurd. Just like Rodney like mail in like, hey, I got a ridiculous story to tell you. Yo, dude, not only that, like I... I thought the reenacting in the doc was like really, really good. And obviously Rodney's a part of, he's kind of the main central character in the documentary. And then he's also in the reenactments. Yeah. Um, and I thought all the stuff that, all that little quality to it, I thought was great. Obviously this is a Netflix documentary, as you mentioned. So the production values there. And as you just said, like the story, I, watching it, I was wondering like midway through, like, okay, this is fake. They didn't find this cocaine because we wouldn't be watching this documentary, right? Like, yeah. so I was kind of involved in that aspect of it. That really kind of made me, made me stick to watching it, thinking what is going to happen? Like, what's the end of this? Um, and then spoiler, spoiler alert, honk, 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 you know, like <laughs> they find it and it turns out that fake Tony Montana is a freaking FBI agent, right? Well, that that was one of the things I wrote, and this is how it ends. So, yeah, so there's a sting operation. Basically, this drug dealer is in trouble, and he's like, well, 
I'm in trouble, but I heard there's $2 million of cocaine going to come in. So then the FBI basically holds, it holds Rodney's hand. The guy living in the trailer park holds his hand to do this. And I think that's BS. I think that's like, <laughs> you are, if you do that to 10 people, six people are going to do it. I mean, you were like just holding their hand through the process. I don't know about six, but maybe like four. Right. I, and then the sheriff's like, well, technically he did it. It's like, you right. made him do it. You like, oh, we got a private plane set for you. Yeah, we'll just fly it back from Puerto Rico. I thought that was BS. And I don't I don't like how the government does that. It's like, oh, like you have 16 DUIs. Well, if you can tell me something bigger than 16 DUIs, and yeah, you're good. You just gotta keep driving. You're fine. Right. You can just walk. And the amount of money that they have to invest in flying Rodney down there in the in yeah. the little plane, like the amount of money they have to invest in entrapping Rodney is absolutely ridiculous. Rodney, the big guy, what do we, what do we call him? The big guy from the trailer park. This dude didn't even dig up the, the freaking stuff, right? They didn't even find it. And right. that's, that's how it ended is they never showed any picture of the cocaine. So what if there was no cocaine? This is, the case would be closed. It's like right. unbelievable. It could have just been a myth. It could have been Johnny talking about $2 million buried underground and just like fucking with, I mean, screwing with them, you know, like there's no proof about proof. Yeah, I, All right, so- when Rodney meets with this Tony Montana character, that guy's an FBI agent or that guy is actually a drug guy that got in trouble with the FBI? Drug guy who got in trouble with the FBI. Okay. So okay. out, you know, they're like, well I'll, I'll, well, I'll help you get Rodney to do this and then we'll get him. It was just, it's like, what a waste of money. What a waste, what a of, waste money. of fucking money and a waste of time, dude. And the fucking, but now a real bad guy got off, got off, right? Yeah, the drug dealer is fine. And then Rodney gets off too because the judge was an amazing judge, which I guess we need more. It's just common sense. Like Rodney is not a harm to society. I mean, the guy was just like, you put this carrot in front of him. What do you expect him to do? And uh, that, that really pissed me off. The sheriff is just like, technically he did it. It's just like, you you helped him do it. <laughs> you you guided him the way. It's the same you thing almost, as Tiger King. Yeah, I'm with you on that, dude. That, that thing jumped out to be the most like, the, the entrapment part of it. When they reenacted the scene where Rodney is supposed to pick up the money from the truck and then he turns around with all the FBI's uh, kind of laser, laser guided uh, guns pointed on him. I mean, I thought it was, I just thought it was, a, I mean, I, I love the reenacting. I love the characters in the, in the documentary and I love all the reenacting. And I'm with you. I thought the entrapment part of it was, I thought it was complete entrapment by the fbi i thought that was bullshit but they did a good job with keeping it i don't know if they were trying to but it was almost a comedy but it was pretty serious but it was like it was pretty funny throughout it's just absolutely outrageous and right. uh it was enjoyable so to rate this movie again we we came out with some like we came out with some like you know some great ones some unbelievable ones i still think this is a really good documentary i'm giving it a 7.5 but like Oof. that's a good documentary Rotten Tomatoes gave it 78%. I'm not saying that's why I gave it 7.5. 7.5 is like, you put it on, it's a great movie. It's not right. like, wow, I'm going to research Ukraine for the next four hours. But like, you know what I mean? It's not like inspirational. It's just good. It's playing good. This is, uh, these two documentaries, like I said before, by far the most fun. Uh, all the ones we covered, this one made me laugh the most throughout the whole thing. And I am giving it also a 7.5. I do not want to, like you just said, I, I'm not going to investigate cocaine or 
are Puerto Rican, cocaine and stuff like that. It didn't make me want to think more about the subject matter, but it had a really fun time watching it. I loved it. Yeah. I would suggest this. It's entertaining. It's well done. It's a good movie. It's just like, it's like a Disney movie comes out. It's going to be good. Maybe it's not great, whatever. But um, yeah, so second movie was Operation Odessa. Um, let me move over to this one. So this got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know if that's No right. fucking way. Did it really? 100%? Yeah, some of them get 100%. I don't know what that's about. And then it got 91% liked by Google users. Okay. So in the early 1990s, three friends set out to hustle the Russian mob, the Cali cartel, and the DEA for a score of a lifetime. So I think in other words, there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. But essentially, there's this Russian classic goofy guy in Miami. And then there's this guy, Juan, who sells fancy cars, fancy boats. Juan eventually sells them to cartel members. Um, the Russian guy, they connect because he's trying to buy a Ferrari. And then the Russian guy connects his Juan with the Russian military. And the Russian military starts selling things to Cali cartels, so selling like helicopters. Uh, and eventually it was a submarine. That was a big story. So the FBI got, or CIA, they heard about this. They started tracking them down. Um, and again, an absolutely absurd story. <laughs> Classic. I mean, it's just like unbelievable, like really scary characters throughout. And these guys are scary. And, they're and then they're showing guys who are scarier than them. Like they stole $10 million from the Cali cartel and they're on, they're on the run. It's just like, it's unbelievable. It's just it, it kind of and they seem like normal guys it's like what are you doing like uh what do you think about this movie fox i think we kind of i think dude you kind of just said it best uh although you didn't call him tarzan how do you not call him tarzan dude he said russian yep. funny guy in miami tarzan's his name yeah the, the cast of characters in this documentary just like the last one you'll never forget these guys i mean tarzan is, seems like the most fun person you would ever hang out with uh, Juan seems like your typical kind of Miami hustler, a guy you definitely want to know if you lived in Miami. Yeah. And then Tony, the guy on the run, is it Tony? Uh, Tony's on the run. Yeah. So they're interviewing in this whole documentary. They're interviewing Tony like while he's on a plane. Like, somewhere in like Africa. <laughs> say it again. It said somewhere in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, the whole time you're watching this guy and he's got his glasses on. And he's cussing a lot. And like the way he, how he just went to Amsterdam with 10 million and told his friend, let me have the place. I mean, it's like, you would never believe the absurdity of all these three individuals, how they all connected. You would never believe Tarzan's story if someone just told you that. You would never believe, you know, the, the we forgot to mention how uh, Tarzan it got hooked up with Juan because of Vanilla Ice yeah. uh, wanted to rent a boat or something like that. And again, just like uh, Coke Island, it's one of these things that you you just you have to really you have to really watch this documentary to believe this story. The first heading in this documentary is says the FBI um, in an investigation found out that the cartel was trying to buy a thirty-five million dollar submarine. Yeah, that's like the very first headline. So right there, it gets you. And then just the, the whole story of how it plays out is is very dramatic. It's also very, very funny. I mean, every time Tarzan's on screen telling you story, it makes you want to laugh. Um, definitely someone I would want to hang out with, with one day. 
and Juan would be the guy that we hit up in Miami to like get the reservation at the at the restaurant or whatever and then like he'll set you up you know you're good you know Juan and you're fine but uh so there's a lot of details with this story it's just kind of absolutely absurd I think in short these Russian guys these guys living in Miami it's a Russian guy an American and a Cuban Tony they're in Miami and they basically are the middleman between the Russian mafia the Russian military and the Cali cartel I mean it's so there's a lot of stuff going on. It's easy to follow throughout the movie. It's very, these Netflix movies, they're very, you understand what's going on. It's just like, it's very well done. I think, so an absurd scene, basically the rush, so they, they try to take a bunch of helicopters out of uh, Russia. They, they rent this huge cargo plane, bigger than a 747. And uh, the mafia, the Russian mafia stopped them. They're like, hey, like, what are you doing? Like, stop. Like you're, you're in big trouble. Like Tarzan, who's scary, is scared by these Russian guys. So then he, he calls Juan, who's in Colombia. He's like, hey, Pablo, as in like, it's Pablo Escobar. He's like, I need you to get here right now. We got to do a deal with these guys. Like you got you to gotta get to Russia. So he's like, and then, and then how they're just like, yeah, so I flew to Russia right then. It's just like, un, like throughout the movie. So then he flies from Colombia to Russia, maybe in a private plane. And he acts as Pablo Escobar the entire night. They all get drunk. I mean, Juan has some absolute stones to be in front of the Russian mafia. And then they, they start drinking. Maybe that helps. Right. And then they, they, they're like, yeah, let's start. I'll start sending cocaine to you. You know, we're good. Like, I'm Pablo Escobar. <laughs> I mean, it was just unbelievable. It was just like, I, I couldn't believe it. It's so entertaining. And so just like the bravery that these guys had and maybe stupidity was fascinating definitely had fucking stones dude i mean dude all three of these guys and i thought the tarzan aspect uh i think out of all the docs we watched so far i'm i don't know if i'll ever forget the tarzan character i mean he he goes he goes flies to new york somehow joins the mob his main connection in the mob gets killed he goes down to miami he opens a strip club called porky's because that's his favorite movie of all time (laughs) I mean, it's just like the absurdity of all these three different characters, of all their stories, how they connected. And like you said, the, the, the balls they had to pull all these stunts off. Very fantastic, very dramatic. And dude, this thing is filmed fantastically. Yeah. Like it looks amazing. And not nothing against Coke, uh, Coke Island, but I mean, I actually watched a little bit of it again this morning because I it was just cool to put on and have on it's a really really shot very well the look of it is great and i i thought like they had really they had a lot of pictures of I, maybe the it's kind of interesting how like the fbi agents they talked throughout and I, they must have sent them pictures because they had pictures in, in one of them the cali cartel they need to see a submarine they need to see like okay so we're gonna send you like 30 million dollars like can we at least see the submarine before i like send it to you and <laughs> ask the russian military i don't know if it, i think it was a military guy he's like hey can i get a picture of you and uh the submarine he's like no like, what are you talking like for what you know it kind of freaks out he's like i'll give you like 20 dollars." like all right done and it's just these pictures of him like in front of the submarine with like the scary looking russian like military guy it's just like they just made the movie with all those goofy pictures um get into the rating i'm gonna give this one an eight and a half again it's it's like uh for a funny 
But then it also, like, I was looking into, like, the Cali cartel. I was looking into, like, what happened to the 600 helicopters that is sold from Russia? You know, stuff like that. So it was, like, it was cla- it was funny, but it was also, like, there's some things you can kind of learn from it, which I thought was interesting. But I'd give this I'm one right behind you, dude. I'm not giving it a 0.5. I'm giving it an 8.0 on the dot. Again, characters are great. Shot film, uh, the way it's filmed is fantastic. The story's really good. And then, as you said, you, it makes you kind of want to look into the Cali cartel, which I've never heard of that cartel. And then also that whole, when the Soviet Union broke down, how the military's selling just fucking submarines with or without missiles or selling like <laughs> M16 choppers. Like, it really kind of does make you want to go on Wikipedia for a little bit and research some of this stuff. So that's why it's slightly higher than Coke Island for me. But both of them just as funny, if you ask me. And uh, I think out of everything we covered so far, the Tarzan character will never be forgotten in my book. I gave it an 8.0. Tarzan's classic. Um, We'll watch more documentaries. Hopefully get some more characters like that. But we'll watch two more tonight or tomorrow. We'll see. We'll rate them. And uh, hope you guys enjoy this. Again, this is Operation Odessa and Legend of Coke Island, both on Netflix. Have a nice day, everybody. Have fun in Hawaii. Mahalo.